Creek, man. Just kill Castle. Just like let's just delete Castle, but <laughs> I mean, not Castle Jackal. Sorry, I was like, hold on. No, I, no, I'm sorry, Castle. I'm sorry. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Unrenowned Podcast where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. Chris is a little salty right now. People this... are just dumb. Subreddit. <laughs> like, people on Reddit are so stupid. The Rainbow Six subreddit woes have hit hard today. <laughs> people, well, people don't read posts correctly and then the mods lock random posts for no good reason. Not my post, but just other posts that shouldn't have been locked. Whatever. Anyway, we're going to talk about um, new patch notes that came out. So you got year four season 2.1 patch notes. So this is um, after the season release, the kind of quick fixes that have come out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're going to go into Icy Cat's video on a potential house, or not a potential house rework, but um, suggestions for a house rework. And this video is old, isn't it? This is not like mm, recent. No, it's within last month. Last month? Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it's not that old. Um, so we'll talk about that, what we think about that. I actually thought he had some really good suggestions. It's a good video. Um, and then we will go into listener questions. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with the year four season 2.1 patch notes. What's going on here? So these patch notes that always release right after the season are the quick bug fixes. There's nothing really super interesting from them ever. They gave us an update on the exploits that have been happening with. So the new IQ glitch is the one where you could turn her into a drone, basically, that has a gun. So it was ridiculous. They fixed it, at least said they think they fixed it for sure. And if not, they will remove IQ from the operator section screen on PC and then remove it on console as soon as they have a date where they're allowed to. Other than that, there's simple bug fixes they added a controller rotation curve for consoles so that just changes if you hold it's basically um what's it called on pc where you, if you keep moving the mouse it like increases the speed of the cursor oh uh, like and windows calls it enhanced pointer precision yeah so basically on console it would take like a full second after you moved your um joystick all the way to the right to hit top speed and now it does not anymore so once you hit all the way to the right you're at your top speed of rotation mm-hmm. so that will help um console a lot fight against the keyboard and mouse players that play on console which should be banned um i don't know if it's really going to help them much at all against keyboard and mouse as much as just make it easier to turn around if you're getting shot in the back yeah well a, a lot of them have been saying that that's what they're excited about it for some of the console well, players good for them so hopefully i mean hopefully it does help them other than that there's just the simple bug fixes most of them i didn't even know were in the game yeah, a little, lot of little tiny things. Um, they but, fixed, uh, but, um, what's it called? Drop shotting. Yeah, drop shotting should be out, which is good because it was in for like a week, a week more or yeah, less. Yeah, a week. Which is good. Ish. That's that's a good, uh, acceptable uh, turnaround time on that. Yeah. Other than that, there's nothing here. So the next, the real patch is going to be in probably two more weeks. Will they have a mid-season reinforcement? Maybe three weeks mid-season reinforcements that's where it gets interesting oh didn't they do something also about the um tarps on coastline yeah oh they fixed the way where you can get on tarps yeah. again so so there's gonna be another way yeah for now theoretically you can't get on purple tarps G- give it a week <laughs> by the time this podcast comes out you probably will be able to yes <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> no, but that's good. Good job. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. We'll link the the what is this called patch notes in the show notes like we always do, but probably not even worth your time to click on it. Um, so I guess that's it. Should we just get right into the house rework? Yeah, there there is one more thing I want to mention. So we played a lot of ranked this week, or at least I did. Um, one of the things we played against two guys whose names were what was it rainbow or six boost dot me yeah six boost dot me our six boost dot me something like that anyway they basically were boosters that were being probably paid by these super low level players they were both like high platinum and they were playing with like a two bronze and a Mm -hmm. copper or something anyway it was super unfair because we're playing against these guys and they're just doing like the stupidest spawn peaks and just playing really stupid but they're winning the match because they're way higher ranked than we are and then someone posted on the subreddit a couple days ago of this diamond he's playing with it's one diamond player he's playing with a copper two silver two gold three and copper three and he's playing against a group of silvers like and cool. the diamond player is 15 and three at the end of the game like cool this is stupid it needs to be fixed it's not fair yeah like honestly the suggestions on that post was to make them play against the highest rank available and eventually the person playing with his friends is not going to want to play with his friends or they the booster is going to be leveled down to where he should be if he's going to be playing with those people in general um and then the other one is just not to allow diamonds and plats play with below silver yeah i don't think i love the idea yeah, you, you can't really say, okay, like we're just going to put them up against the highest ranked player. Because now you, what you have is one diamond player playing with a bunch of, you know, let's say, bronze or whatever. Mm-hmm. So now, like, the diamond players that they match up against are now getting basically a free win. Yep. So that's going to, like, skew the MMR for everybody. For a couple for a couple weeks until the diamond player that's playing with his copper friends goes down. Right, but there's always going to be somebody doing that, right? And not until they get forced down. Because right now what they're doing, the diamond players don't care because they're playing with they're playing against people that are way worse than them. Right. So once you make it where they're playing against people that are actually good and they're going to get wrecked, they're not going to want to do that anymore. I get. I, I don't know that that's true though. Like, why do they love doing it? Because they win. Because they wreck the other team. Yes. Once they, once they start getting wrecked, like punished hard, doing what they're doing to other people, they're going to hate it. They're not going to want to do that. Yeah. I just. I. They should get banned. I just don't think you want to affect the MMR <laughs> system like that. I don't know. Um, I like. I, I. I think that the better way to do it is just to say you can't party up with somebody who's more than two ranks below you, to like full ranks, not like divisions. Yeah, right. So like, if you're diamond, well, I would say again, we talked about this before, but I would say like, diamond can't be with anyone below platinum, mm-hmm. and then I, I'd agree with that. Maybe even just one rank. Maybe you can you can go one full rank, so anybody in gold can match with any or can party up with anybody in platinum or silver. Hmm. and then probably at gold is where i would say like at that point you can be with anybody yeah i feel like i feel like gold almost should be able to match with bronze too because you get those players that really are gold players but got stuck down in bronze somehow well and and gold is average right like gold four is that's what like 2500 mmr is the starting point right is that right 2500 i think yes that's correct and that's like right between silver one and gold four yeah so like that that's where your average people are. So I think like anything platinum and above, it's like, okay. So platinum can match with golds, but nothing lower. Diamonds can match with platinum, but nothing lower. Yep. And then other than that, I don't and think then, it matters. Yeah, other than that, let it go. I'd agree with that completely. I think that's fine because I mean, diamond player just shouldn't be playing with bronze player, and you. It's just not fair. It's stupid. Right. There's there's really no good reason for a diamond player to be playing with a, a bronze player in ranked. Yeah. 
right? Like it's either intentionally trying to boost or maybe some, maybe it's somebody just playing with their friend, but then it's like, well, what are you doing in ranked? Cause now like, let's say that you're the two people queuing by themselves. They're going to get with three other diamonds who are now super frustrated because they've got a copper teammate yeah. or whatever, a bronze teammate. Yeah. So yeah, like there's just no good That's reason true. for that to be happening. Go play casual. There's yeah. a reason casual exists. Yeah. And this is it. Uh, yeah, it, it was super, super frustrating just getting like destroyed. And, and then it's like, like we probably could have done better against them, but like we were just so tilted yeah. being like upset about it. Like how, how annoying it was to be playing against these players who were obviously way better than us. Right. Anyway. And it was like, they were just doing like spawn peaks that I just hadn't seen before. I mean, it was consulate too, but it was still like, oh, I didn't even know you could hit me from that angle. Like, I know that spawn peak. I just didn't know you could hit me from over there. Like, right. and if I was your level, I wouldn't have fallen for that. You would have been, right. been destroyed trying to do a stupid spawn peak like that. Right. Well, and then they're just doing stuff that's like, that's just dumb. Like, they're hanging out on a window, like on the spawn peak windows on console, those front mm-hmm. windows that people always spawn peak for. They were hanging out there for like the whole round, basically. Yeah. Um, And it's like, you, you wouldn't normally do that. Mm-mm. And it, like, the only reason you're doing it is because just because you know like that it's not going to be cleared out as thoroughly as it would be if you're playing as high ranked right. players yeah they so. i was i was playing last story about this and we'll move on i was playing ella on the yellow stairs we were holding garage they had a like gersmont mine on the yellow stairs and it went off and i like peeked out and like shot at him a bunch and like i reloaded and i peeked out again and hit him a bunch more there was two of them and then i came back and i was like okay they're not gonna like rush in you know like i hit them a bunch weaken them they're not gonna peek they both just came sprinting up the stairs I'm like what are you doing right that was the dumbest play ever. Like, even, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if a plat, like, would have gotten killed by that because that was a stupid play. Right. What are you running up this? When I just sprayed at you a bunch and hit, you're both super weak. Oh, my gosh. I was so mad. That was so stupid. Yeah. Um, okay. So, let's get into this house rework. So, this video was from ICCAT25, um, and he basically went through and said, um, kind of his intro was like, hey, like, you know, every the community kind of feels like house is a little broken. Mm-hmm. The devs have said like houses are beautiful broken map that we don't want to change because there's this fantasy of like of you know being in a suburban house is sort of just like a plain old house and it's just, mm-hmm. it's so easy for players to pick up and like everybody love or like at least uh, a good portion of the community loves house so we don't want to tweak it. We just know that it's broken and it lives in casual and that's fine. It's basically the attitude that. Um, the designers have toward it right which i think is a good attitude because it's true the people that have the people that hate house i feel like are the ones that came in like around operation health ish that time maybe like a little bit before that the people that love it are the ones that started with the game and then like new like brand new players that are playing it like newcomer playlists yeah. and stuff yeah. other than that people are like oh it's the worst map ever it's super unbalanced like well yeah but it's house well, and there's definitely a thing of, like, the ultra-competitive players don't like it, and I get that, like... Well, yeah. You know, like, uh, I'm I'm trying to think of a good example from another game. Um, Derelict? Wow, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Well, like, Melee, right? Like, Melee has some really fun stages, such as uh, Hyrule Temple. That was the huge one. That's not a great example. But anyway, like, so there's there's plenty of, like, levels or stages from other games that, like, people really like, but you know it's not, like, the best stage if you wanted to have a fair match, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, the ultra-competitive players don't like House for that reason, which totally makes sense, and I get that. But then there's a the thing of, like, the, like, just regular average player hating it because the, the pros hate it, because the ultra-competitive players hate it, and so they're like, oh, yeah, okay, I have to hate House because that's what the yeah. good people hate. 
Uh, you know, like there's that little thing of mm-hmm. like like emulating the good players. Yep. Um. So yeah, that's dumb. But like, but yeah, like I I could go for like a a house rework that is in the same vein as the cafe rework or the yep. um clubhouse rework that maintains the spirit of it, but just sort of fixes some of the problems, right? Yeah, I. That's and that's what they're doing with those new maps is they're fixing the things that suck about it, but keeping things that are good. And they did a great job on Cafe, mm-hmm. and it looks like I'm excited for theme parks as well because it looks like they're they have the right idea on theme park, and I'm excited to see what they do with the whole like haunted side, yeah, of theme park. Yeah. Okay. So, um, did Isaac say anything else about this that we like any intro stuff before we dive into it? Um, not really. He just said the goal, the whole, so the whole goal of it is the devs don't want to ruin the fact, like you said, that it's a house. And so everything that he did, he extended a couple of walls a little bit, but the shape is completely the same. The only changes basically are inside the house. Right. So he hasn't added any additional rooms that like make the like the house pop out. Like, pop or out, like right. yeah. Or like some small extensions to certain spots, mm-hmm. but overall. There's nothing that like... It's not like they it's a whole new underground room that like comes way out underneath the um tower, the uh what's that called? The little treehouse thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Like so so we'll do our best to try to like explain as we go, but honestly it would be best if you just like took a minute to watch this video. It's what, like an eight minute video or something? Yeah, it's twelve minutes. You can skip minutes. the first three minutes where it's just like what the dev said and stuff. Sure. So it's not super long, but like if if you're really interested, maybe like go watch the video real quick, see what he has to say, and then you can come back and see what we think about it. So let's let's start at the top and work our way down because I think that's the easiest with like hatches and stuff. Yeah, to and if, an if it helps as well, the the north side of house when we're explaining this, because I'll probably use a lot of cardinal directions. The north side is the front of the house, so it's that construction spawn. Yep, and the river river docks is east. Yeah, so yeah, south side is the APC area spawn, mm-hmm. and west is the, the treehouse. Tree Okay, so um, on the top floor, so the changes he's made, um, number one, in kid's bedroom, um, he's removed the two windows that are on the south side. So those side-by-side mm-hmm. windows on the, on the back side of the house are now closed off. Um, so there's now only the big window and then the window that's like on the balcony area thing. Correct. And so what this does is it changes that spawn peak that people do all the time. It is already really annoying. Right. And it also helps defenders defend the site a little more when you don't have people hanging on those windows just looking straight at the door. Right. Because the the big problem with kids' bedroom, and everybody knows this, is once attackers take it, which is not very difficult to do because it's easy for them to lock down that hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, and like there's really very, 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 very little chance you're going to take it back. Right. Because they they can hang on these windows and have like these very small peaks, and there's only one door into the room. You may have opened a rotation hall from the closet, but even that, it's like that doesn't really help you very much because now you've got to get into this tiny closet with no room to maneuver to yep. try to get in. So, like, there's really no way to get back in. Your best chance is maybe trying to do a rotate from that master bedroom window through the other window. But like, yeah, even that, like, it, like it, it's just it's really really rough trying to get back into that room. Um. So yeah, that that will help with that a lot because now you they can't just lock down that door so easily. Um. And then, so what's else is here? He's got the red there's box. A new hatch. So there's okay. a new hatch just in front of like the bed, like at the in the corner where you can throw an impact and look over the stairs. There's a new hatch right there, so it would drop right at the bottom of the stairs. Okay. 
And so that what that does is it helps at least defenders. You can hold the kid's bedroom until things start throwing in there and they really start hitting it hard. And then you can drop down a hatch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also gives you another way to rotate down back down the stairs and get a flank on someone pushing upstairs. Sure. Um, also, I I imagine you would get a little bit of a sight line out to that big window if you were standing below the hatch. Like it's kind of hard to tell. But you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I do. If you're standing like at the living room door, you might be able to get a sight line mm-hmm. out to that window. Um, which would be sweet. Yeah. So that's basically kid's bedroom. Master bedroom and bathroom have stayed completely the same. Nothing's changed. Mm -hmm. Um, The next change, we'll go into construction. Then we'll go into this. There's a new room in the middle of the map. Um, So in construction, they've added a hatch in construction more towards like the northwest corner of the map, um, kind of by the big window. And that would drop right into the living room right below mm-hmm. you into the pool table room. Kind of right on top of the couch or just to the like, right. west of the couch. Yep. Um, and then on this side, like if you were to go up the stairs and walk into the door closest to you, like the west stairs, and you were to walk in the door, when you turn left, there's like a little bit of like a kind of like goes into the wall how do you explain that it goes in a little bit he's basically pushed that out more so there's more cover now you can go to the left room there's more cover from the big window that shoots into construction yeah 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 so yeah so the the room sort of it's sort of like an l shape a little bit Mm -hmm. and he's extended that bottom foot of the l out so that uh yeah there's just more space back there for cover and everything and also you have more room to work with to like open a, uh, the wall that looks down on the stairs. Mm-hmm. So you can open that wall and just have a little bit more and like look at a tree house and get some shots on that. So yes, a little bit more mobility in the, in the, what's it called? Workshop. Yep. And the last change, there is now a room that is in the middle. So it's just right above like where the balcony used to be that looked over the stairs. The balcony has gone and now it's a room that goes over the whole like basically front entrance of house. Yeah. So this room is like an L shape and that takes where that like vent thing used to be the little, what do we used to call that? We used to call it something else. Great. Great. The grate that was there. They changed, he changed the grate and made it a barricade window. And so first of all, when you're spawning on the construction part of the map, instead of like trying to look at the grate and trying to just shoot something that might be there, you'll at least see that like a piece of the window's broken. Like there's right. someone spawn peeking this. Yeah. Um, which helps a ton. And then this this is just a whole nother room that you can try to defend a kid's bedroom from or you can try to defend construction from it's another rotation it's it gives you more space in the second floor that just didn't used to be there because it was just empty space or there was nothing right yeah so yeah it does a few things like the one thing that i think it does the best is that that, like there was no way before to try to hold kids bedroom from that angle because Mm -hmm. you were exposing your back to the grate and to the the front door Mm -hmm. to holes from the bathroom like there was just nothing to protect you at all and then you have treehouse shooting at you too. Like there wasn't enough, almost enough space for you to like back up enough. Right. Like the, the best you could do probably would be to sit in that hallway, but mm-hmm. like that's just a death trap too, because then you're looking straight out that window um, from kid's yep, bedroom. That used right? to be so, there. so that's, yeah, that, that like that thing really, really helps with that. And then also like, I think it really helps down, um, down below that, like that main floor front entrance. Um, you like, the second floor used to look right down onto that. And mm-hmm. like those stairs were just almost impossible to come up just because like there were so many angles on it. Yep. So now like it actually helps attackers a little bit in that way where like they don't have to look at 
basically 180 degrees up and down, you know, of of people that could be looking at them when they try to come in that front door and when they're trying to get up those stairs. Right. And he said that the only so this whole room is all soft walls, except for one part that's closest to like the top of the stairs would be a non-breachable wall. Right. So, so Yeah. So you wouldn't be able to breach in from the top of the stairs. Right. Um, and then it's all soft floor too. So as a defender, if you wanted to, you could open up the floor and then be able to see people trying to come in that front door and still mm-hmm. have a little bit of that sight line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like, I guess altogether, what do you think of the new top floor? I, I like it. I think it would actually make some viable defense on kids' bedroom and construction for sure. You could even maybe put a new bomb site in. Yeah, he actually mentioned room, that too. And he mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be a fun one to defend, and it could also be a good one to attack. Because there's, there's enough at this point now, there's enough cover to do good rotations where you're not like going to get shot from the treehouse or you're not going to get shot from these tons of windows in kids' bedroom. You have cover and construct, like in workshop, like there's places to move around now where you're a little more free to do things. Yeah. Um, the one thing is like, I think kids bedrooms still might be a little bit of an issue. Um, like I think removing those two windows is, is super huge, mm-hmm. but like the, there's still the tree house, which can still lock down that hallway pretty well. Right. Um, and then like, there's just getting into that big window that there's really no sight lines on. You know, like you can try to have that sight line from, I mean, maybe you probably could, like if you do it, if you impact the wall of of a kid's bedroom, like people usually do, um, then you can probably get a bit of a sight line from the new room. But even so, there's like that corner where you just, you swing in, you get into that little deep corner and there's really nowhere to see you from. I wonder what would happen if you were to impact that wall by the stairs and the wall in workshop as well. You could see that whole corner from workshop. Oh, so yeah. So you're saying the uh so the there's the big window on kids bedroom you're saying the wall just to the left of that if you're the right. attacker swing and it's on your left mm-hmm. you're saying open that up and then open the workshop wall that's now been extended a little bit open that up so you have a straight shot into that spot yeah no yeah that that would probably work so yeah maybe maybe this does open it up a little bit because the problem always was like okay we can open up kids bedroom and just make it a big fishbowl that we can see everything into mm-hmm. but then there's still the windows that like they have such a big advantage just hanging on the window and only exposing basically right. their head and it was still like there wasn't enough room for you to rotate like in the hallway or anything because the balcony was kind of in the way and then you were getting shot from treehouse. So now with like this new room, you can at least rotate to construction if you need to without the treehouse shooting you. Um, I mean, you're going to be open for like a little bit, but it's not like the whole way there. Right. There's, I mean, I feel like there's just more angles that have been opened up for sure. Yeah. Like if you're in master bedroom, like you could put some pressure from the closet and then if that's not working, you could fall back cut across the hall really quick into this new room and then swing back around from workshop or mm-hmm. from that new room, have an angle there. So yeah, maybe, maybe it does fix it more than I'm thinking it does. But yeah, I, I like this. Um, is there anything that hasn't been fixed here that should have been? I, if I was playing secure area, I might still be worried a little bit about master bedroom. I feel like that one was easier to defend than most of them, mm-hmm. but there were, it still had its problems mainly just like, it was this corner of the map that was like you're in it, you're kind of stuck there. There's the one trap door, but it's like there's not you can't you can't get back there once you leave it. And if you're there, you're stuck there to flashes or the ying candelas, mm-hmm. and that was a problem. But because we play bomb only, I just don't see that being an issue. Master bedroom is just a rotation. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, a good I mean, place I mean, to push from too. I think that corner master bedroom is a really strong place to be. So I think like. 
that's a good trade-off if like mm-hmm. you're kind of stuck there if you choose to be there because it's like it's such a strong spot i feel like so i'm okay with that all right on to the middle floor so this is almost entirely the same just two small changes mm-hmm. so on the living room with the pool table and the couch and everything He's extended the west wall that had the two windows on it. And so he's just pushed that out a little bit to be even with like the the stair uh like window. So there's those stair windows that have sort of that like triangular or like hexagonal um shape to it. Mm. And so it's just like lined up with the edge of that. So what that does is number one, it gives um it gives you a lot more room in the living room to defend it. There's a little bit of cover there, just like sort of mm-hmm. being in the corner. Yep. Also, it um it if you're if you're an attacker standing on that window, so he's actually closed one of those windows off of those two windows and then one of them is still open, but if you're an attacker standing on that window, now a defender can look down at you from the stair landing mm-hmm. through that through one of those like stair windows and they can see you whereas before you were sort of like in a corner where they have to hop out and get behind you to see you. Correct. So it benefits both attackers and defenders here. Um, in the same room, he moved the the bookshelf that used to be just flat against the wall. He moved one of them 90 degrees, so now it's an L shape. Yeah. And so that gives you another place to have um, protection or cover from the big window in living room. Yeah. So he made the point that like the problem with this room is that there's just nowhere to be in to defend it, mm-hmm. especially with how many windows there are. And there's just no cover in there. Um, there. There's like that couch, which is fine-ish, except for that huge window right next to you. Yep. Um, and it was only half cover. You couldn't stand behind it. You right. had to prone. Yeah. So by turning that cabinet sideways now, like if somebody's um, on that big window on the north side, you have some cover to sort of fight within there. If somebody comes running in from the front door and just like sprints in, they can't just see you immediately. Like you have cover to hide behind and fight them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like a really good subtle change. I think this is what he did such a good job of like really, really subtle changes that will make a huge difference. Like he really yeah. understands the flow of this map really well. I feel like. Yeah. Um, so then the next thing, like a similar change actually is over in, uh, what is that even called? It's like the den, I dining think. Dining room? Oh, dining room is the one. Yes. Yeah. That's that dining room. At, yeah. Yeah. So dining room is that um, southeastern room. It's right above the garage. It has a big window that people will sometimes jump out of to to get you in garage or whatever. Uh, or if you're attacking garage. The one um, that people spawn peak river docks from. Right. Uh, so there's also a file cabinet in there that he rotated 90 degrees um in the corner nearest to like the the little deck landing outside if that makes sense if that makes sense yes i kind of understood what you're saying but i am looking at the map so yeah. basically in the kitchen if you walk into dining room from kitchen yeah right to your right there's now a file cabinet that's been pushed out so it's like a wall is to your right now for yes yeah, so there's a little pocket of cover uh between that and the wall that you can mm-hmm. hide in and you can use that to I guess, defend from uh, if somebody's pushing from the office. Yeah. And I think he, he wants the office to be more viable now with the office has been extended slightly to, to go over the small garage. So now there's a portion of it that's destructible floor that goes over small garage that you can defend from above. So I think what he's doing is he's making office like a viable spot to be in play. And then he's making cover and dining room to support the office play. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So, so from that office, um, he, like he put a soft floor on that extended part so you could blow it open and look down on people attacking the small garage door, which I think is super interesting because there's very few spots, if any, I can't really think of anywhere you can open a floor from inside and see outside. There is one. There is Her- one that I can think of. Hereford Base, if you are the new Hereford Base. Um, those walls that are destructible on the, I don't know, cardinal directions on Hereford. Um, I think North is the front door. North is the front door. So it would be the, if North is the front door, imagine that it would be the Mm. Northeast side. So those, all those destructible walls, Mm -hmm. one of them, Oh, I know you're above you. There's destructible floor that you can get attacked from. Okay. Um, I, that's an off way to explain that. So hopefully you just know what I'm talking about. There was a similar thing too on old Hereford where you could open up, uh, there was that like little tiny half uh, reinforceable wall going into the basement. You remember that? So like there was like that yes. drone hole yep, in the yep, corner yep, by yep, the yep. front and you could, you could, it was like a half height wall that you, it was uh-huh. always reinforced and you could hard breach it. And then yep. like you could open a, a floor hole right above that. Oh no, no, no. That's not what it was. You would open the window. You would open the yeah. window above it and then you would go to the floor above that and open the floor and you would look down through the floor, through the window yeah. and see the people. Yeah. Trying to breach, which is like the most amazing thing. Yeah. Anyway, like that's that, that would be an interesting feature of house that most maps don't have anything like that. Yeah, it would be. You know, what we don't have that old Hereford did have was the like a half wall that you could half reinforce and you had to like crouch to get into. Yeah, we don't have that. No, we don't. And it wasn't a half wall. It was a full wall. It was, it was just a the full only wall. the top half of it extended to the outside. Right. Because it was the a basement floor height. came up. Uh huh. Right. So it was just interesting. You had a crouch to get into it. It was kind of cool. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so just to sum up uh, middle floor again. So there's there's the slight extension in the living room that pushes the exterior wall out to even with that stair windows wall. Mm-hmm. Then there's the rotated um, uh, cabinet bookshelf thing, bookshelf cupboard thing in that room. There's also the rotated cabinet in uh dining room. Dining room and then the office had like a little nook extended out above small garage. Yep. Um also there's the hatches we should mention. So the hatches from the top, right? So one now drops into um living room. Living room and that's good. I, I think did he also make soft floor in construction? Or no? No, I don't didn't. believe so. Okay. Um cuz that's one thing that always like kind of like surprises me every time i play it's like i forget that like there's like no soft floor where you can look down <laughs> mm-hmm. into living room at all it's correct it's true um but anyway but there is that hatch now so that's that would give you a little bit of, of room to play with if you want to do that or to try to defend it from the top and be able to drop down in mm-hmm. um and then the other hatch um drops down onto stairs which that wouldn't really be very useful i don't think for attacking anything in uh on middle floor right not really it, it could it might give you like a little bit of a sight line to those players that are playing like on the half part of the stairs in between basement and first floor that are trying to hold the kid's bedroom from there from the yeah. impact. Yeah. You might be able to get a sight line on that and deny that defense. Yeah. That's another thing that we didn't mention that I like, I really love is like, so in, in living room, opening up the wall that connects to the, the stairs, the switchback stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I really love doing that and looking like mostly what I'll do it from is like um, if I have to retake living room or attacking living room, I'll come from the basement and open up that wall where I'm standing on the basement stairs landing uh-huh. and open that up. And it's like a surprise sight line that most people don't expect. 
So I like the way he's extended this out. Now you sort of have that same sight line up on the t- the upper landing so you can get some angles onto that room from there. Whether you're attacking or defending, you could use it either way. So when you when you did that, though, were you ever like afraid of Treehouse, like getting picked off from Treehouse there? No, so or- I don't. The kitchen door. How I think right now there's not really a way to do that from the upper landing. Okay. Because that's actually not extended at all. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, I see. What you're, I'm following you now. I'm following you now. Yeah, yeah. So from the lower landing, I would do it and have just a, like a, a nice little sight line that's like head height for me, which was perfect. Okay. Um, and then be able to look into the living room and either retake it or attack it. So, right. Um, so I love that now you he sort of added a. Um, another angle there with that extended wall, mm-hmm. which is cool. Hopefully, this is not too hard to follow. <laughs> it's, it's really hard to talk about maps on a podcast. It is because hopefully we're doing it, an okay job. And this is a map that hopefully everyone has a really good understanding of because it's so small. And also, it's the best. So and you also, <laughs> probably just watch the video. <laughs> you, you should. Okay, so let's get to the basement. We're actually the most changes have taken place, I guess, or maybe I don't know. Top and basement are probably similar. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, why don't you start okay so basement we'll just start with the most like northwest change and kind of work our way around so the part of basement in the gym the training room there's like that trampoline and like the pull-up bar like Mm -hmm. in the in that side where the bomb is basically yep back in the corner so that's been pushed over just a little bit more and that's following right above it in um dining room and above that in uh workshop so all that has just been pushed over just a little bit more so it's kind of a deeper l which gives defenders a little bit more spot to hide from like the mudroom entrance and from basically from anywhere it it just gives you more room yeah we call that mudroom i don't know what it's actually called or what anybody else calls it it's probably like storage or something oh yeah we call that entry or something we call it mudroom because that's what they call them it's the other entry in the basement where you can go down the stairs from outside and it enters into the small closet that goes in the gym yeah, so yeah, you got a little bit of cover to fight against that because that's always a trouble a trouble spot is like mm-hmm. once they take that room, it's really hard to, to do anything I mean, about it. There's nowhere it. you can hide in, yeah. in the gym after that or um, in the training room. So yeah, so that's good. Simple change that fixes a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, then another one is uh, so down at the southwest corner, um, sort of like so if you're coming down the main stairs into basement when you turn there's that door and then when you walk in that door on your right um then on your right from there he's added another room so there's Mm -hmm. that little like like counter or file cabinet like half height cover that people sit behind in front of that door um so just behind that there's a door now that has like a little room behind it so you could use that just as like another place to hide and like get some angles from that doorway out to the garage door yep um and just a little bit more room for people to, to work with right which is good and then if you are in that laundry room, which is, I think that's what it's called, right? Laundry yeah, room? that's laundry. So if you're in laundry, instead of going out the like regular garage door, which by the way, has been pushed over to the left. So before people could sit in back on river docks, they could repel open garage door and you could see straight all the way through just to the left of the boat. You'd have the door there and that would go all the way almost to the main stairs where the door comes out of the main stairs yeah. and you could hold that. You could push, you could attack anyone that's coming out into the door that goes in the laundry room. Right. While repelling from the river, from docks river docks thing. So you have just your head exposed as like a black mm-hmm. beard or a glass and you can see all the way down that whole path into the garage, yep. which is just like, there's nothing you could do. Just killer. So what he's done, first of all, is he's made 
instead of the door being there, he's moved the door to right behind the boat. So there's no way where you can be super far back and get like a really good angle on the door. Right. So you got a little bit of cover walking through that door Mm -hmm. with the boat there. And then he's made that a hard wall now where the door used to be. So it used to be kind of soft wall there. He's made that a hard wall so attackers can't sit back on Riverdox and just hold the door that's all the way back in laundry room. Mm -hmm. So it just doesn't exist anymore. Furthermore, there is now a room. So if you were to go where the old door used to be, just to the right of that, there's now like a side room, just a very small room. There's just like a rotation, basically. There's two doors, one to go, obviously, in the room. The other one goes out the room. But there, there's one door that's in the laundry and the other one that's in the garage. And they're just kitty corner to each other, basically. Right. Yeah, so just a quick room for rotations or for like you can use that to hold an angle against mm-hmm. the smaller garage or like... Uh, well, you know, once once they take once attackers take that car and they're sort of behind that car, that was always a hard spot to fight against. So now you sort of got an angle there that you can play with, mm-hmm. which is good. You've got something else to attack Big Grudge too. Instead of just peeking the one door that they can just all have their guns on, they don't know if you're going to come the main door that is the older that used to be that's been pushed a little bit to the north, or if you're going to come from this new like studio room door. Mm-hmm. They just don't know what you're going to. So it's another option that gives them less chance to just guess right yeah one thing i just noticed i don't know if he took into account is that the kitchen hatch now with the way he's moved the door behind the boat the kitchen hatch would drop right in front of that door does that make sense yeah so if you were a defender rotating back in and you tried to drop through kitchen hatch you might be exposed to just like getting shot immediately through that open door that that does drop just behind these cabinets though right that's true but the cabinets don't have walls the cabinets are see-through there um but i mean it's probably not the worst problem because there is the boat in front of you and there's the cabinet so it's not like the worst it would just be a risky drop but like i I just don't know if he considered that i don't think it's a huge deal because that's not all uh that's not like the most popular rotation point either no so um and then another like small thing he did was (laughs) there's that tiny little like under the stairs area under like the kitchen stairs yeah yeah so like it was just so like if you're in laundry room um let's say you're you're facing you're in laundry room facing the door that looking out to the big garage door right so on your left there's that area that's under the stairs it's just like a little tiny area and it has like a a semi-soft wall so you Mm -hmm. can breach it but you can't walk through it yep um and so what he's done is he's made that now you can walk through that wall so you can impact it and use that as a rotation to move around through garage to Mm -hmm. laundry room which is great because then there's just one more door for for defenders to move through there or attackers like if they're playing um uh biohazard or or bomb maybe on the split level bomb mode it gives them a new way to get into that laundry room if if they get stuck there you know yep so i think that's a really really smart um subtle change again yeah i think this whole rework on the basement helps the garage objective be first of all better defended but also more fun to attack because mm-hmm. instead of just holding something all the way from the river docks or pelling over there you actually have to do something you have to enter the building you have to hold smarter angles you can't just hold the one door that they have to come through like you've got to be smarter yeah there's more strategy involved in house yeah and then the one thing we mentioned before is is there is that soft floor now above the small garage door. So if you're attacking that, you have to be careful and watch out for that mm-hmm. thing. Um, I'm I'm trying to think like as an attacker, what are the like the biggest problems that defenders present? And like I guess he's he's taken out some of the spawn peaks with the the kids window, mm-hmm. kids room windows being being closed up. Um, but there's also that river dock spawn peak from bathroom that's bathroom. always a hard. I think time. that window can go. 
I yeah, I would think about getting maybe just rid giving of that one window. bathroom window. Uh, well, uh, but the thing is, you do need a way to hit the people on the river docks once they're there. You, like when they're attacking garage and they're just holding that river dock angle. I know that angle's been made less strong. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But you have to have a way to hit them. I mean, if you come out of dining or the office on the first floor, like the den room, instead, it would actually instead of being a spawn peak, you would have to run out to the railing and shoot at them. So there would it would be more of a run out instead of a spawn peak, which I personally think is better. Yeah, I prefer run outs over spawn peaks. Mm-hmm. Even like I, I don't like the fact of someone hitting a window and shooting you from the inside when you're way far outside. Right, it's annoying. It's annoying. So if it's more of this where they're hitting the first floor and they can run out there to the railing and then they can get they can get you can get an angle from there. Yeah. It's the same angle, it's just a little lower. Yeah, I wonder if they like if if they moved that like if they sort of condensed the bathroom just a tiny bit mm-hmm. so that that window came in closer to that like exterior wall that juts out a little bit. Okay. So you know how like if you jump out that window there's like a little spot for you to stand. Right. Like just move that window farther to the right if you were looking out it so yeah. that so that it's like right next to that door and you just don't have as much visibility outside. Yeah. Um I can see that. That or like maybe just like add like a SWAT van or something at the top of the river dock stairs. So as you're coming up you just have a yeah. little bit of protection. Yeah. Um and don't allow repels in river docks. Yeah, I don't there shouldn't you shouldn't have you shouldn't repel there. That doesn't no. make any sense. There shouldn't be no repeller. There's no reason to do that. Also, random pet peeve of Siege. I hate places that you have to repel and you can't vault. Yeah, when like it's places like that are no like so drop. close. Yeah. And it, what doesn't make sense, too, I don't know how they do fall distance, but there's some places where you vault and take like nine damage and other places where you vault and you die. And it's like, that is not a far drop. I should not have died from that. Yeah, it's like the damage drop off or like increase, I guess, for fall damage is like really steep. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, there's like not a lot of wiggle room. Yeah, the the worst one is consulate balcony trying to repel there. It used to be way hard. They fixed it, so it's less hard to repel there. But still, like dropping there kills you, and it's not that far. I just I wish it's the pretty. Far. I guess it's pretty far, <laughs> but I just wish. I guess I wish the roof just didn't come up so much. Like, why does the roof have to? I guess it's designed in the map, but it would just be better if the roof was lower and you could just vault over there. You know, just for like it doesn't really change anything. It just stops defenders from having to like try to get in this perfect spot to finally get their appeal option to come up. Yeah, I I think it makes it harder to just like take that balcony really quick. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so I I like these ideas. Like I I think I could not have done a better job myself, and I can't think of anything mm-hmm. I would add to this. Like I think this no. is really great. It is really good. I would love to see it. I mean, they're not hard changes either. It's not like he changed a whole bunch of things. There's a couple of hatches. And the I don't know how he did it, but the artwork is really good. Yeah. Like, it almost looks like it's already been done. Yeah. So, he, he like, he took screenshots of, like, the map as it is and mm-hmm. then just did some, like, Photoshop magic to make it look like it's already been done. It's, like, very impressive. It, it looks really, really good. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I think this would honestly be easy for them to, I mean, not easy, but ish for them to implement and the map designers could put this in and have it in, I mean, a couple of days, I think. I don't think it would take that long. Yeah, I, I would I would love a house rework. House is one of my favorite maps, mm-hmm. regardless of its problems and despite its problems. But like, yeah. uh, if we could just make house just a little bit better and like get it to where it could be in ranked, maybe like, mm-hmm. I would love that. I would love to see this 
reworked and then played to see if it is competitive enough at this point yeah or if there's still tons because and he says in the video he says this doesn't address all the problems that house might have but it fixes the, the biggest problems which it certainly does right and so i would like to just see it played and see like what's the general consensus on it now totally which speaking of consensus is it seems like people are liking the cafe rework so far oh sweet that's very good yep because i love it i love it too okay well that's enough on that hopefully that wasn't too hard to follow um, but anything else before we get into our listener questions? Nothing at all. Um, if you want to ask a question, you can do that on Twitter at r6 unrenowned is us. Follow us there for random tweets through the week. I'm gonna I gotta be better about that. I haven't tweeted on there like consistently for a few weeks, so I will yeah, get better. You gotta be better. I will get better. I promise you. Okay, and then next thing is you can also ask questions on the Discord server. Um which you can find in our show notes. Also, I found you can just search unrenowned discord and you'll on Google and you'll find it. It's like one of the top three results or something like that. So yeah, pretty easy to find. Just Google unrenowned discord. You'll find it. It's super easy. Um, join us there. You can ask questions. We have a dedicated channel for that. We also have ways to find people to play with, with like roles that you can, um, you can tag and stuff like that. So like, it's a really fun place to uh, play with people, talk about siege, talk about life, whatever. Um, actually shout out to one of our members of the discord and, one of our biggest fans of the podcast who uh, posted an attacking guide, mm-hmm. which was pretty sweet. So this is just unfriendly um, from the unrenowned discord server. And he just, he posted this like three, four page, like just like easy to understand attacking guide. There's just like, here's some bullet points of like things you could change right now mm-hmm. to, to increase your attack effectiveness. Yep. Which um, I think was super, super, super cool. Uh, I just want to share like one of my favorite tips was just like, um, so like one of the, like the steps of attacking that he has is like establish a foothold in the objective. And so he said the goal of an attacking team isn't to clear the objective. It's to establish the smallest possible safe area inside the objective and plant, mm-hmm. which is like super like profound. It's like so simple, but also so smart. Like you're not, you don't have to like clear out a to plant all you have to do is like secure one small spot where you can get behind cover and plant behind a smoke grenade or something mm-hmm. right and like once you've done that like and we said this before planting the the diffuser on attack swings the round to your favor like hugely mm-hmm. i would love to see the stats of like how often a round is won by attacking defense that would be interesting once it's planted like that would be so that interesting would be interesting um but yeah, like if you're playing right, once you get the 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 kit down, you really should not lose. Um, and like, I'm, obviously, there can be like a really good retake or whatever. But for the most part, like that sets you up to win. Yeah, like if you think about organ basement, you don't have to clear that whole like basement room from the basement stairs. That right, and the laundry corner and yeah, the mirror you don't window. have to clear all that. All you have to do is shoot a capital smoke bolt from the hatch at the mirror window. Mm-hmm. And you're in business to plant behind the thing. They can't shoot you from there. Once right. you're planting behind there, they can't shoot you. They have to throw a smoke. They have to throw a stick. They got to do something. Right. And Mira's not going to know you're planting because you smoked her. Or you can put a firebolt there. Totally. Totally. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was super smart. Yeah. I think probably one of my favorite things they talked about is entering the building, spawning in the right spot. So one of the biggest ones, Bank, I, I like to play Habana. If they're attacking basement, I like to play Habana, which I guess you just kind of guess and hope they're going to play basement when you pick. But instead of spawning like on one of the north spawns, that's like that looks like either the sewer, like the one that goes on the parking lot, spawning on the alley access, which is a huge spawn peak. But if you're watching a spawn peak with the drone 
it's super easy to see it coming and it's yeah. way easy to defend once you know yeah. they're coming. Yeah. Like it's the easiest one. And then as Habana, once you are there, you can have someone run out open area and you're already at the hatches once you open open area. Yeah. Instead of having to walk through the whole lobby or try to get past elevators and the stairs, or if you're coming like sewer, trying to get in the sewer and like up the server, up blue stairs and like, you, there's no reason to do that. Just spawn alley and go in one window and you're already there. Yeah, totally. And it's like, that's the best thing for Habana to just get those hatches and blow them up quick. It's in like, now you can play a little less careful and actually start to do something and take some risks because you have the hatches open. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in that guide, um, you can find it in the discord server. Um, it's in the siege chat channel. Mm-hmm. Is that what the channel is called? Siege talk. Siege talk. Um, and I pinned it. So just <laughs> check the pinned messages in siege talk and it should be super easy to find. Um, so yeah, just unfriendly. You are the man. Um, anyway, back to listener questions. So yeah, you can ask your questions in the discord. Um, don't forget to join there. And then also you can follow us. I am right guy with a W on YouTube and Twitch. And I am just low with three O's on the same two platforms. And are we doing siege Wednesdays now instead of Tuesdays? Do we change? We that? are. Yes, we are. Chris specifically on request of Ryan changed his work <laughs> schedule to not work Wednesday nights. So we'll see. If, so the plan was. Here's what it came down to. We used to do like Siege Tuesdays. We're like, okay, we're just going to dedicate Tuesdays for Siege and just try to make it happen every Tuesday. The problem was the podcast comes out on Wednesday. And so very often I was trying to like finish the podcast on Tuesday night. And then it's just like, I can't really play or like I would play and then I have to stay up super late to do the podcast. And so I was like, okay, let's just shift it to Wednesday. The podcast has been out that morning. Mm -hmm. So that can't possibly be an issue unless I'm way behind. And then we'll just shoot for Siege Wednesdays. So when you're listening to this, we should be playing tonight. If you want to come join us and play or just come and watch and chat, we would love to have you. Yeah. So sorry, that was a super long like uh, plug segment, but <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into questions here. First one is from Shedlock, and he says, if you guys could go back and give advice or information to yourselves when you first started playing Siege, what advice or heads up would you give? <laughs> so I would start off by saying when we first started playing Siege, I was amazing. <laughs> amazing enough to be invited to be a star player at e3 shut from up. ubisoft <laughs> shut up <laughs> which i was um which is true this is true i mean it's true we we wrecked in siege when we first started playing we understood the game a lot faster than anybody else i wasn't really saying it's true we were good i was saying it's true that you were invited oh yeah i know but we were good though <laughs> we were very we were good. good um there's actually a really cool video on my youtube say. channel <laughs> <laughs> sorry to do another plug but it's we we're playing against some popular streamers om om wrecker om wrecker om wrecker and uh something some other guy crumb crumb crusty something like that i don't think he was as popular he's not as popular but bryce, Omrecker, McQuaid? bryce mcquaid was one and there was one more that started with a k i don't remember i, I don't remember anyway wrecker is by far the the biggest yeah so we're playing against them. We didn't realize it until like afterwards we like were looking at streams and I was like, I think we played against these guys. And I was able to go back in his stream and find where we played. And I went back in our streams and like I took a bunch of the footage, put it all together. It's really good, actually. Yeah. So he has like footage from multiple angles of how this game went. Mm-hmm. It's like from like five different perspectives. It's from mine and yours. And then Bryce McQuaid, Omrecker and the other guy they were playing with. Yeah. And so like you can see the whole match unfold and what both teams were saying. And like it's like super interesting. It's really like, cool. Actually. It's a take you don't normally get. And so mm-hmm. it was it was fun because like we we destroyed them pretty handily. Yeah. And like Omrecker, I remember saying like these guys are exceptionally well coordinated. Like they're really <laughs> good. And it's just like, no, we've just played Hereford like a lot. Yeah, we played like 30 <laughs> times by now. Yeah. So like we, we just know. know the map a lot better than they do. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Anyway. So, I mean, what honestly advice or heads up I would give myself is probably like 
don't be i guess i did do flanks a lot though but like just don't be as fearful of dying because i feel like a lot of times we just be so careful that like it would boil down to the last couple seconds or like there was things like runouts that we probably missed out on or flanks that we missed out on because we were just too scared to go do it and it's like sometimes it's worth it to go take a risk yeah um yeah definitely one thing that i always say when people ask like how do you get better at siege is like my favorite catchphrase is measured aggression right so it's not about it's not about being like super fast and always rushing. And it's also not about like just being super safe. It's about like knowing when to be aggressive. And like, if you can do that right, then I think like you hit that perfect balance. I think you get way better. Yeah. The tip I would give myself is bro, just take the time, make some YouTube videos and be like the content creator for siege. Cause like that window was open and we just missed it. And like, we had great ideas for videos that we just never made. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, dude, you just, just take some time, make the videos. This game is going to be huge. The community is going to be huge. Just do it. Be the first. Uh, we could have, we could have been some of these other people, but yep. we're doing it now. We're doing it now. And we are, uh, we're on top of the podcast game. I think we're coming. Okay. Um, next question. As soon as I can find it, it comes from BGN Everblight. He said, uh, do you guys have any tips to a person who's new to PC and FPS trying to play Siege? My girlfriend wants to play with me, but she's having a hard time getting into it with how hard it is for her to kill people. Um, so my first thing would be like, if you're just new to FPS on PC, I would like not use Siege as your primary entry point. Yeah. I would go to something like Battlefield or probably Battlefield mm-hmm. is the best. I think Battlefield is good. Um, cause it, it is a little bit more tactical than like some of the other shooters and like, you'll just get that feel for mouse and keyboard and you're not waiting to respawn most of the time. Mm-hmm. So you can start getting the feel of how it feels to go and run around and shoot at people. Totally. More practice doing that. Just get, yeah, just get the mouse thing down. Um, and it's, it's like, it's a great, great team shooter, right? It's a really fun game to play with friends and like mm-hmm. you can spawn on your friends all the time. So it's never like this thing where you're like, wait, where are you? Like. I'm trying to find you and play with you. It's just like you spawn on your friends. You're always playing together. You always have like have an objective that you're pushing toward together mm-hmm. and you can sort of like direct your flow of the match yourself. So you can like, if you prefer being like the team in the front attacking, you can do that. If you prefer to be the team that's like holding an important point, you can do that. If you want to be in the vehicles and do the tanks, you can do that. Like mm-hmm. you, you can just sort of choose your fun right. and do whatever you want. And so like, I think battlefield is a really great entry point for somebody trying to do that. And then I would come back to siege mm-hmm. and, be at least comfortable with the controls right and i think the the thing you said most that is the biggest thing is the response right like siege you play and then you respawn the next round it's like okay well now it's been a couple minutes whereas like in battlefield you could have had five deaths by that time or if you're good you could have had five kills in that time yeah yeah. (laughs) so anyway are there there like uh pc shooters you should try i mean halo is coming halo is so close halo the the test well, first test flight is like this week or something. It should be soon. Have they said anything about yeah, it yet? I, there was a like a news article I just saw come out today that like test flighting is coming like this oh, week or next week or really? something like that. Okay. So it's coming. Well, it has to be because they have said it's in June. So I guess the article is probably just going off that and saying, well, it's got to yeah. be this week now. Although that said, I wouldn't go to Halo to learn to play PC shooters because I'm sure it's nah. going to feel very different. And like Halo just is a different feeling shooter than most. But yeah, it's true. Um, our next question comes from Clapbomb STVI. 
He says, what are your thoughts on decreasing the amount of ammo for operators based upon their speed? For example, three armor operators could get five extra magazines, two armors could get four extra, and one armor would get three extra mags. Obviously, it doesn't have to be set up exactly like this, just trying to get the concept across. It would vary for LMGs and potentially secondary weapons as well. My reasoning for this suggestion is I feel that it would add more strategy to the game and force people to conserve their ammo and not spray and pray as often as some players might do. I think this, so one thing I love about Siege is I don't have to worry about running out of bullets as much. Yeah. I think part of the reason for that is unlike Call of Duty or Battlefield, it's like usually you're, like in those games, you'll die before you're going to need the next set of bullets, you right. know? Right. Whereas like in Siege, you were just a lot of times just spraying at something to stop someone from coming through a door, right? Mm. And so it's so nice that you just have all this ammo. But I think it would be good as if they, that would be a really good nerf to like Jaeger, some of these Jaeger, some of these three speed yeah characters not allowing them just to like peak pre-fire everything because they only have you only have 17 bullets left yeah no yeah i had a similar thought just recently that like because like something that i think the community is realizing is that like speed trumps armor like mm-hmm. uh, we, we've known this for a long time but speed just trumps armor like so magnificently that like the extra health with the armor just almost is almost never worth the loss of speed right um, and so if there was just this other thing that helped with that, where you just have more ammo, like imagine, cause like Rook only gets what, like 120 bullets, mm-hmm. I think. Like, so it probably, I think it gets 150. I think it gets one magazine plus 120 ish or somewhere around there. Something like that. Um, and like there have been a few times with Rook where I've run out because it doesn't do like the MP5 doesn't do a lot of damage. Um, and like, if you are, if you are spraying down walls every now and then, like, you'll run through that pretty quick and it's a high rate of fire. Right. So like it's, it's, uh, it's something that I've run up against a few times and it'd be nice if Rook had like maybe one extra mag and then like a, uh, a three speed had one fewer mag or whatever. And just, just sort of balance that out. Get like, give, just give a little bit more reason to care about the people who are three armor. Yeah. Especially cause like you said, we know three armors are like, they're not as powerful as the right. one armor three speed operators. There's nothing extra that they really do other than maybe, maybe catching an extra bullet. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it would just be a good buff to the three armors and nerf to some of those three speed operators. Yeah. I'm totally with you on that. I love it. Um, six eyes says, Hey guys, question here. If you had the opportunity to travel back in time to day one and change the original release lineup, mm. what operators would you move to the free ops for new players and vice versa? For example, ops like pulse that fit more of a niche part of the meta could be swapped with someone like, uh, Valkyrie. Yeah. Thank you. To teach early players more about the fundamentals of Intel gathering. Very interesting. So let me pull up my list of operators here. So I don't sound like a dummy. Um, do you have any like ideas from the start? Honestly, I think how they've been released has been pretty good, actually. Like, I think the original ops are the most, the the easiest to understand and it teaches players good things. I can see where he's going with like the Valkyrie being more like Intel gathering and like the niche that pulse kind of fits, you know, in the meta Mm -hmm. with that. But, I think how they have been released has actually been great. Yeah, I will say the original operators, um, like you said, they are all pretty simple, like pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and also they sort of fit all like the main categories, I guess. Like there's a few operators that have been introduced that sort of introduced a whole new category of thing. Like, uh, like Kavera is probably the first like dedicated roamer. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, Jaeger's a good roamer, but I wouldn't say he's like a dedicated roamer. Um, so like I, there have been some like sort of new roles created from that, but like for the most part, they sort of filled all of what Siege is, or at least was from the start. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm looking through. I don't really see any DLC operator, or not DLC, but like past uh, release operators that look like they belong. I mean, maybe Buck and Frost, I could see being like free operators. Yeah, and, and yeah, those those very early ones are probably the closest, right? Buck Frost, mm-hmm. Blackbeard, and Valkyrie. Those are like very simple. Like they were clearly designed, or at least like in the designers' minds at the time the game came out, before like yeah, meta had developed and stuff. Um, I mean, maybe Hibana just to have two options for a hard breach. That definitely was like a little mm-hmm. bit of a hard point. Is like if you can kill Thermite at the beginning of the round, then it's just over. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't know how often people actually bring Thermite and Hibana, so that's I guess that still sort of exists. But just like having that second option for Hard Breach, I think would have been cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I would take out for maybe like an IQ because IQ is just kind of useless. I've been using IQ a lot more in ranked, like especially like when we're playing against people that are playing Valkyrie or or Echo. Like mm-hmm. having an IQ is super useful. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I think I'm with you. I think the the initial lineup is like just really really strong mm-hmm. as far as filling all the roles. And you look at we talked about a few weeks ago the pro league like um, what do they call it? like presence operator presence percentage, and the original operators are the highest over most the like Mira Echo and Maestro are in there, but all the original ops are like higher than most of the new ops that come out in the game. As far as what the presence percentage so like whether they're banned or like picked and the amount of rounds that existed yeah yeah yeah. no yeah they're i mean i think they're all pretty solid um okay next question comes from jukas you didn't actually mark this question but i want to answer it so he said what games were you guys most hyped for based on trailers and the like and then were ultimately disappointed on release so we're both gonna have the same answer mcc oh mcc is definitely one are you thinking about something else? I, don't I was know. I was thinking about Halo Two. Oh, okay. Uh, I was too young for that. Yeah, you were. But Halo Two, man, like so. As I've said before, I'm a huge Halo fan in general, but specifically Halo One is like one of my favorite games of all time. Like we used to play it a ton with friends, and Halo Two had this like magnificent E3 trailer that looked like so cool, and like he did the dual wielding, and he did the boarding a vehicle, and like all this stuff, and it was so sweet. And then like. And, like, the marketing was all, like, okay, like, now you've destroyed Halo, you've made it back to Earth, and now the Covenant's found Earth, and they're attacking Earth, and you have to defend Earth. That's, like, the whole marketing thing, right? And then Halo 2 comes out, play the campaign the first night, and within, like, two or three missions, you're off Earth again, and you're, like, repeating the Halo 1 campaign. It's just, like, it feels like a recycled Halo 1 campaign. Um, And then you're playing as the Arbiter, like... You're like, wait, I'm not even Master Chief now? Like, what is happening? I just want to be Master Chief. What's going on with him? And why am I not still on Earth? Like, Earth is under attack. This doesn't make any sense. I was supposed to be defending Earth for this game. And then, like, we had planned a LAN party for the weekend that came out. So we all got together. We played Halo 2. And I just remember, like, we played it for, like, an hour. And, like, 
nobody was having fun. And we suddenly realized, like, what are we doing? This is not fun. Let's play Halo 1. And I think we even had to, like, drive home and, like, pick up copies of Halo 1 because we weren't expecting to play it. And, like, we came back and we put Halo 1 in. And then we played Halo 1 for, like, 13 hours. <laughs> like, it was, like, our best Halo 1 land party was, like, the weekend of Halo 2's release. Yep. Um, and I know a lot of people love Halo 2 and, like, good on you. I think part of it was it just took us longer to find the fun settings for Halo 2 multiplayer because you had to do BR starts or else it was mm-hmm. kind of garbage because you started with the SMG, which was useless. Um, and a lot of people, that was the first Halo they came across because right. it was also online. And it so was, it was online. the first one they played online with friends. Right. I'm sure very, very many people never played Halo 1 in multiplayer with more than four people. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, like, the real Halo 1 multiplayer experience is a land with at least eight people, if not more, right? Like that's super, super fun. Yep. Um, so anyway, that that's probably my biggest. And like today I, I walk it back a little bit. Like, I don't think Halo two is a bad game necessarily, but it wasn't the Halo sequel I was looking for. So I was super disappointed with it. And then of course there's MCC, which was just broken and stupid and a sad, sad story. But it looks like they're coming back. The, the Halo five trailer looks really good or the Halo infinite, sorry. Halo infinite trailer looks good. So we'll see what happens there, but. Yeah, I'm, I've got my fingers crossed, but I don't have my hopes up. No. <laughs> um, aside from that, like, I try not to get hyped for games mostly because of those experiences now. So, like, I've watched trailers with a lot more uh, sort of. Uh, I know what you're looking for. What's the word? Like. I know what you're looking for. Measured feelings. Anyway. Our next question is from Nitrobama405. He says, what if there was an attacker that was able to deploy moving holographic images like the robot from Black Ops 3? Of course, to balance him, you give you only give three sets of images and it only lasts five to seven seconds. If a defender shoots these, you have three marks on that position for every three seconds. Operator named Ghost. So I think this is just alibi with an extra set that they move a little yeah, bit. Yeah, is this just the Halo Reach hologram? Is that what this is? I mean, basically is what they are. They just What's shoot the other game that had that recently? Voice has images like the robot from Black Ops 3, so... No, there's another game that, is, that I played recently where you could like send out a hologram and it would like shoot and stuff. Was this Call of Duty? Uh, the newest Call of Duty? I know I never played. Oh, uh, Black the one that Black was Ground War? War. No, Ground War. Is, is that Call of Duty? Blackout. Yeah. Blackout didn't have that. I don't think. Uh, well, the, like, oh, I guess. Uh, um, 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 Apex Legends oh, Apex. had Mirage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's Apex with Mirage. Okay. I forgot about Apex. I forgot it existed for a minute. <laughs> until you said that yep that's weird because i really liked apex anyway um i don't know good not good i just think it's too much like alibi it's it just similar it's another alibi i feel like it could just be an alibi buff instead my only problem yeah um what if it was on attack though it would be interesting if it was on attack i mean we've had a lot of that recently where it's sort of like take a defender and make them work on attack or the reverse right yeah, like castle a similar idea Oh yeah, please. Name and Fortress. Um, what? Yeah, what if they just made an operator like Castle that was on attack? <laughs> sure. You don't have to switch Castle. Just just build me a new Castle. <laughs> and put them on. Put them on. Put attack. them on attack. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I know. I th- I think I would like it as an attacking operator, something that runs in and maybe it shoots. It can vault over things. It, like it can look like it's rushing into a site or whatever, and then if you shoot it, you. Take some damage, or not take some yeah, damage, but you, get, uh, you pinged. get pinged. I hate getting pinged, though. I, I know, hate I do getting hate pinged. getting pinged. So I don't know how much I want to do that. Is there something else that could happen if you shoot at it? Um, You could 
get hit by your own bullet like a wrist when they fire? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'll say, like, I like it except for the fact that I want to avoid introducing more pinging. Mm-hmm. There's just something about being what pinged. If, what, if when you shot it, what if when you shot it, it was like a flashbang or something? Okay. You shoot it and it just sort of, like, explodes into, like, a flash or, or a smoke grenade or something similar to that, a concussion. You know what would be cool about that, too, is, like, not only does it reveal your position, but, like, if you time it right as a defender, you could, like, screw them over. That's like, true. Some dummy. It's like the Maverick torch. You open something up that you shouldn't open up, and it mm-hmm. gives you a bad angle that they can shoot at you now. Yeah. It's like that, where it's like some dummy throws it too early, and like they shoot at it while you're all still in the room. You all get flashed from it. Yeah. That'd be great. No, that'd be sweet. Uh, yeah, I like that much better. That'd be cool. Uh, okay. Brunswicker said, so the cafe rework buff has had good reviews. Which map other than theme park do you think the bones are there and need some minor adjustments? Skyscraper comes to mind for me as the first floor sites are awful. So, I mean, there's the obvious house that we just spent mm-hmm. like 30 minutes talking about. Right. Skyscraper is also a really good example. Um, if yeah, they can like, redo Hereford. <laughs> I, I don't know if Skyscraper can be fixed, though. The problem with Skyscraper, I feel like, is the stupid balcony like i hate that outside balcony of like you feel like you're stuck on it and like you can't get off of it and like just instead of being wind i just uh i don't like that i don't like it either yes. i don't like it at I have all the same problem and it has the two it's like canal where it has two different buildings and there's like just two ways to get to uh i just skyscrapers got problems they can be fixed if they were to like they would have to have a major rework yeah it would more like what we've seen so, guess, so far for the cafe uh, not cafe the canal rework right mm-hmm. um i think it'd be pretty big yeah, I guess the the your thing like the bones are there in the way of like there's two sites that work okay, which is Geisha. The I guess it's not called Geisha; it's called Hookah and no, no, Hookah. that's because I'm like party room is what we call. It. I think that's what it's called actually. And TT Tea Room and, so, and the one by Geisha and then the offices. Those are the two sites that work on it. Yeah. But other than that, the map is just not fun. Most people don't like it. I do not like it. Yeah, it's it's not one of my favorites for sure. Um, what else? What are some other? So there's there's plane that's almost impossible to fix. Just the way that plane is. Yeah, just being a plane in itself. Mm-hmm. Make Laz not be able to shoot through the windows, and you've got a really good change. Really good. Uh, yeah, buff that's a good to plane start. Map. What about Villa? Okay, you know well, the thing I don't like about Villa is just the fact that the basement is a maze. The basement's a maze, and there's no and bomb sites. Now there. there's no bomb sites there, and you don't play anything in ranked that. Right, would so, use I, that. so it's I just would a never, rotation. Right, I I never I well I'll never learn it because I never have to go there. Mm-hmm. I I do go there for rotation, but I get lost to doing so. Right, so like I would almost prefer that it was literally just like three sets of stairs, and it would just go into the empty giant room. I think if they just made <laughs> Villa smaller, yeah, just compress it, get rid of some of the buffer rooms, and like, mm-hmm. um. Put an objective in the basement. You could you could revamp the whole basement. And I don't think anybody would care. Yeah, you could make it completely new. I don't think anybody would be upset because I don't think anybody is like super attached to the way the basement is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, like I would just I would squish it a lot and just like make the room smaller. There's like that huge room that's one of the objectives. It's like there's the library and then I don't know what the room is. That's like a fireplace hall room. Oh yeah, it looks like it's two rooms. Kind yeah, of. it's just like gigantic. Yeah, and, and there's like four or five entrances into yeah, it. Yeah, I don't it's know like, that room at all. I, I do not know I how don't, to play it. I don't know that part of first floor at all. I understand the second floor objectives very well. I completely know the second floor, like the back yeah, of my second hand. second floor is great. I come to the first basement, I don't know what all. I get lost down there. And then first floor, like, I kind of understand, like, the part of it that has, like, 
the stairs that come up to basement and they can just go to first floor from basement. It's the mm. one I don't know what it's called. It's like dining room. It's no, I don't know what it's called. I'm so sorry. It's the one uh outside of the statue room or it's <laughs> freak. What's that room called? I don't even know what you're talking about. <sighs> it's the other one that we play on first floor. The other first floor objective. The, the like kitchen. Yeah, that yeah, one. It's kitchen and something. I don't know. Anyway. That one, like, I kind of understand a little bit the areas around it. I know there's stairs that go up to to astronomy from there, but... No, yeah, I get lost rotating on the first floor all the time. Or, like, I get lost with my drone down there when we're coming in. Yeah, it's easy to rotate on the first floor because there's just a hallway that goes through it. So, Uh like, it's easy to get to another set of stairs. But But if you pop into a room, it's really easy to, like... Yeah, to get lost in there. Yeah. Villa's good. I like Villa, and I like playing on it for the second floor, but I just don't like the first floor. Yeah, so that, I think that's probably one that I would point to. Like, let's fix a few things there. For sure. Um, Oregon, too. I like. I might make a few changes on Oregon just to connect it a little better. Yeah. To make Tower a little more viable instead of, like, a, why are you on the top of Tower right now and we're yeah, playing basement? Like, I mean, I guess that's a, it's a good flank to have if they push in from back, but, like, and I don't know exactly how you'd do that but somehow rework church and if you could somehow like put hall. a basement pathway that connects tower stairs and like over to like okay. kitchen or something yeah like maybe a stairway that tower. comes up into that little closet in the kitchen the pantry i guess it would be called okay. probably or something like that like just connect those somehow and just make it a little bit easier to get between the two yeah. sides as the problem is it's an l so like whatever side of the l you're playing on like the whole other part of the l is like almost useless right um but yeah, good question. I really like that question. Um, our next question is from Evan Sanders. No, I'm sorry. It is not. It is from Dilbert Ashitaka. And he says, what do you guys think of the operator loading screen being similar to the MVP screen at the end? Everyone has their own cosmetics and never gets to show them off unless they win. Wouldn't it be cool to see your team, how their loadout is standing around before each round? Hmm. I'd be fine with that. I think definitely what they need to do during the operator loading screen is allow you to look at the map, like to see the the location that you're going to defend, like an outline of it, mm-hmm. because it's really useful. Like what I do all the time is I pick my operator and I go back to the location screen, especially on defense. And I start planning like, okay, like I'm going to reinforce this wall and then run upstairs and get this hatch, or I'm going to put a black guy here, here and here. Yeah. I can start planning there. And it would be nice to do that on that loading screen where like you're just waiting for anything to happen. You can't do anything. You can look at your team's loadouts and like right. cool. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it'd be better like if they showed the map once let you us, picked everything. Let us draw. Let us draw on that screen and <laughs> I mean so many penises would be drawn, but there will be. But like if you push Good. space to bring up the just like now, you push space to bring up the, the uh loadouts, but mm-hmm. push space to bring up everybody's operator selections and loadouts and have that be sort of like the secondary screen but have the map be the main screen yeah. so everybody can look at it for sure um the thing i would say about your idea dilbert is that um the during the loading screen i guess well no i was gonna say like it's it's loading all the assets which maybe it is it must be it's loading everybody's operator assets right because you've loaded the map yeah. already but it's it resets the map so i don't know what that entails as far as like having to reload the map or something mm-hmm. and then like once everybody selects their operators it's loading everybody's assets of they have this skin and they have this gun and they have this headgear and like all that stuff so i don't think you really can show anything because i think what you want to show there is what it is currently loading if okay. that makes sense yeah um that's just a guess based on how i would assume it works so but and like chris is saying i think it would be much better to use that time as a tactical um you know a a time to do some tactical stuff rather Mm -hmm. than just like 
look at skins and even like allow attackers to like obviously not see the location but like allow them to like look at the third second and first floor like layouts of the map just yeah why not scroll through why the not thing? let them just scroll through the map and see what it looks like it, yeah it'd be much nicer if it was sort of a spectator view of the map mm-hmm. and you could just pop up and down through the floors yeah and see that like i i would really like to see them like make some significant changes to that part of the ui 100%. I also think it would be so in Pro League, they do the sixth pick, so they see all the operators before the game starts and they can do a sixth pick. Right. Would it? Do you think it would be nice just to be able to see the other team's operators before the game starts? Or do you like the idea that you have to join them out or on defense, you have to spot them? I kind of like it how it is now. I'm just trying to think of this just because that's how it is. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like it. Or the only thing that I would like about it is I feel like it creates more strategy instead of being like well they might have this person they might not instead it's like we know that they have this person so we need to be careful right or we know that they have um yeah so you're gonna need to look for that or i like not knowing on defense because like i feel like defense has a pretty big advantage from the start Mm -hmm. and so like if you don't know that they didn't choose a hard breacher or whatever then like that's a good point you know if you if you know they didn't choose a hard breacher then it's like okay well let's just reinforce some stuff and then yeah you, it's you like can, if you you're gonna show you have to have the sixth pick where they can be like okay we need to have a hard breacher right yeah um so yeah i i think let's not mess with that yeah i'm fine with that next question Evan Sanders asked, why are we always on attack first? So I have played ranked with Evan Sanders a few times, and we are literally on attack first every single time. Literally. so Without just, fail. Yes. Justin Friendly pointed this out to us, our fifth um, placement match, and I have played 25 ranked matches at this point. It's 20 matches in a row, I have played attack first without fail the chances of that happening i did the math it should be 50 percent chance it is 0.000096 percent yeah of that happening so there is some there has to be something that's deciding that we're on attack first we haven't figured out what it is but something is deciding that we are blue team yeah because there is no way that it's by chance i was wondering if that's something to do with your game type uh your game mode options because we have only bomb set and but it is only bomb ranked now i know i know i'm just wondering if somehow that's factoring into like who's first interesting or something um and then i was wondering like is it just some sort of like alphabetical thing like whoever has the i thought that was the case but when you joined in we had a c obviously for chaotic fiasco and the other team didn't have anything before c Hmm. so that wasn't the case well, <laughs> I, I I thought someone like, said it was on ping, like it was the team with a lower ping attacked first. That could be so. Okay, well, so we're playing with a lot of people across the country because we're mm-hmm. playing with like the unrenowned server. So mm-hmm. maybe like that's a lot of times I have nine in. ping too. Yeah, but maybe it's like the team ping or something. Like like maybe could like be. whichever team loads everything first or something. Be. I don't know, but I, I would like to try turning off our game mode selection settings and see, see if that, that makes changes a anything. Because that's like the one thing I think of that would be like different. It is making us. There was three games in a row that we played that we just we didn't win a round. We lost twelve rounds in a row the other night, and we didn't. We got to defend three times in that time. And it's like if we had defended first, like maybe we wouldn't have won, but we could have at least picked a few rounds out of that if we had gotten yeah. a chance to defend. We definitely are better, at least speaking for myself, I guess. I'm, be- I'm better at defending Same. than attacking. I'm better at defending. Anyway, next question is from Diesel Dave. He says, what about a buff for Castle? It won't be huge because it's not affecting his gadget, but what if they have gave him the R4C now that 
<laughs> it has a cargo moved. It wouldn't be OP. Plus, Jaeger has a carbine rifle. What do y'all think? Apparently, this is something they discussed in the Hot Breach podcast because Supercomi Kyoso said someone listens to the Hot Breach podcast. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what they said. I haven't listened, but I think if two operators have the same gun and one of them is fine, the other one's not, it doesn't have to do with the gun. It has to do with our gadget that needs to be fixed. Yeah, but um, but like, so what you're saying though is that they're starting from equal points because they have the same gun, mm-hmm. and then Pulse has a better gadget or more effective gadget, let's say, than Castle. Mm-hmm. But if you could offset that by starting Castle at one notch above Pulse from the start, then does Castle become better? But I think the problem is with his gadgets. Sure, so like, it, I don't it have, doesn't fix his like, gadget. I don't have problems with the um, 45. I like that gun. I think it's steady at long range. It has a super high like power when it hits stopping power. Mm-hmm. It is slow rate of fire, but it's steady and I love it. It works very well for me. I can tell like, you my KD would definitely go up with Castle if I had the R4C. Oh, I mean, obviously it would go up with the R4C. But well, like, there you go. So <laughs> doesn't that buff Castle? Well, yeah, it buffs Castle, but that's not the problem with Castle. The problem isn't that he has a bad gun. The right. problem with Castle is that he his gadget is... Right, Bad. but like not all gadgets are created equal, right? No, like Mira's true. gadget is better than ninety percent of the operator's gadgets. Yeah, and when so like part of the way you don't give her like the same gun as Jaeger because right. her gadget's good, but you have same two operators with the same gun as a thing. It's well, like Rook no, and Doc; they both have the MP5. Is, yeah, but part of the way that we balance operators is by what gun they have. But if two of them have the same gun, their gadgets should be gadgets should be in a way where like. If two operators can have the same gun, it should be fine. It shouldn't be like, oh, well, this operator needs a different gun now because they're not good enough. Does that well, make sense like, at all? I feel like you're saying two different things at the same time. So, like, if you're saying we don't give Mira Jaeger's gun because her gadget's so good, then if Castle's gadget is bad, don't we give Castle a better gun? But Mira already started off with a different weapon. I'm saying they had two operators that had the same weapon, and one of them is significantly better and more play than the other yes that clearly says there's a problem with that operator's gadget right because they well, have the same basically the same loadout castle doesn't have c4 but he has right impacts. yeah no i agree i agree like i think castle's gadget needs to be fixed mm-hmm. however we like guns is also a major part of how the operators are balanced so if his gadget is somewhat underwhelming and like it's not bad because we've talked about many times how like i can win around with castle's gadget right. when i play it right right so like if we can offset that his gun, his gadget is a little bit underwhelming with a better gun, then like he ends up being equal with pulse at that point. But I think at that point you're, you're changing. Like if it had come out, even if it had come out that way, I feel like it would be different because you wouldn't really see the difference in the first place. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the fact that they both came out with the exact same gun and there's a big difference in the two. Yeah. I feel like that shows like don't just change the gun because well we need to make him better. So let's just change the gun and make him better. It's like, well no, the problem isn't with the gun. The problem's with his gadget because his gun's good. It's not like it's an awful gun. Yeah. And I feel like once you do that, I just feel like changing giving him a whole different weapon isn't the fix to Castle. I feel like that's a wrong fix to him. I think I disagree. Really? <laughs> yeah. No. Like, no, like I agree that Castle's gadget should be fixed, but I think that this is like Again, guns is part of the balance formula, and so if we can, if we can bump him up with that without having to make a major change to Castle, even if it's just temporary. But I think he say. needs a major change. Yeah, he needs something because I think it really shows if two operators have basically the same loadout, same gun, same everything, and one of them is significantly better than the other one on the pick rates in the wind delta. Clearly, there's something wrong with his gadget. 
Like changing his gun well, doesn't make the well, operator well, better. Yes, you know? but still, you're you're saying like two different things at once because like then why don't why doesn't every operator just have the same gun? Well, because you have attackers and defenders. Okay, so attack. Why doesn't all why don't all defenders well, have the same gun? No, right. They do have to have different guns because gadgets are different. But if they release them at the same time with the same weapon, there is clearly a problem with their gadget. If that's the problem. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So I mean, I guess ultimately, what you're saying is. Like, th- we can tell there's a problem with the gadget, so let's fix the gadget. Right. That's and what I, I guess what I'm saying is, yes, the gadget may be underwhelming, but it's not, like, broken. No, and it's so, not broken. Like, so, like, and I think his his gadget is good when used properly. Do you think it's so, good enough? Yeah, it's, it like, really? legitimately, it has won me rounds. Yeah, but we're not even playing in, look, like, look at his wind deltas and platinum and diamond and his pick rates. Like, their bottom left corner have been for yeah. four seasons. That's true. So it's like, I, I'm i fine with him getting a different gun, like, sure, but the gadget is a problem that needs to be fixed. Yeah. He needs to overhaul on the gadget, I believe. That's that's a fair point. But I, I would be okay with trying that and just see what it does. See what it, it does. That's maybe what the test server like should maybe, be for. Maybe too. that's the thing, right? Like, his pick rate and win rate is so low, but, like, maybe that's because, like, okay, he has a, like, he has a okay-ish gun and like an underwhelming gadget mm-hmm. so now if he has a great gun and a slightly underwhelming gadget maybe now we find ways to make his gadget work because we want to have that gun on okay because people want the gun defense right yeah more strategies like ash's, ash's gadget is not great i was just gonna say ash's pick rate was super high Her gadget's not like amazing it's good but it's not like amazing but to nerf her they nerfed the gun because the gadget wasn't the problem the gadget right. was good it did what it needed to do and right. there was no problems it was the gun was too good right um which I still just think they should just take ACOGS off the game. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> I, I would be interested. I'd just be fine to have some of these little things like this. R4C on for Castle. Just try it in the test server. Just try it. Make yeah. experimental with the game. See what people think about it. Or, or in events. Like, yeah. hey, for this event, this operator now has this gun and there's no ACOGS. And like, let's just test some of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, let's see what it is. See. Especially when the last event was so lame. <laughs> yeah the last event was hey here's what's going to be the main game mode next season play it now what <laughs> whatever oh i was not happy with that okay liquid snake did you all ever get into metal gear solid if not it has one of the best stories for a video game series it will completely screw with you so i never did but i thought did you ever play metal gear solid i have not been in metal gear solid ever uh, mostly because it's primarily a playstation <laughs> series and i've always grown up with nintendo okay. consoles and xbox yep um, I did play Ground Zeroes, which was like sort of a precursor to Metal Gear Solid Five, and it was like a really short, like one mission game. It was like really weird, but okay, but it was fun. I liked it. Um, but I don't think I want to get into the Metal Gear Solid story because it just sounds nuts from like the little bit I've heard about it. I I, I will probably never play the game just because I Halo is coming out soon on PC, and I just won't have time to play something else. So. I've heard it's a great game, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's somehow one of those series. Like, this sort of happens with all the like mainly PlayStation series. It's like a series that I'm like well aware of, but I just have zero interest in. Mm-hmm. I think it's just mostly because like I have no easy way to play that, and so I just like can just tune it out. Yeah. Striker ten twenty five said, "Hey guys, love the podcast. I have a very long commute to work every morning, and you guys make it so much easier. Well, good because this episode is very long, so <laughs> hopefully we'll fill a bunch of the time." Loved the recent rant about how annoying it is to play against Jackal. Had me dying in the car. 
possible nerf. I agree the footprint time should be shorter, but also what do you guys think of only giving two pings and the pings only give direction but not elevation? Okay, so the game can tell you where someone possibly is, but you don't know what floor they are on. So I like the start of this of only giving two pings. I think that's a good start to Jackal yeah. being getting a, a nerf. Wait, 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 wait. Are we saying two pings or two scans? I think we're saying two pings. Okay. So right now it does like five? It does five, correct. I would um, probably say three. I think three is a good balance. I'd be fine with that. But I don't think only giving direction and not elevation would be so... It would be frustrating as a Jackal player at that point. It would be like... So this doesn't tell me really anything because there could be someone just second floor on objective or there could be someone roaming on basement. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that makes him too useless. Super underpowered, yeah. Um, and like freak, man, just kill Castle. Just like, let's just delete Castle. But <laughs> I'm mean, not Castle, Jackal, sorry. I was like, hold on. No, I, no, I'm sorry, Castle, I'm sorry. Uh, delete Jackal. But if we're not going to, I think three pings is a is a much better balance than the five. And maybe like space yeah. them out a little bit more so he has a little bit more time to adjust for it or something. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, I feel like spacing them out, though, the problem with that is like already it's like I'm getting pinged five times and it's every five seconds or whatever it is. And it's like if they're spaced out more, it's like now I have even more time that I'm getting pinged for. Yeah. I just want it to be over with. Yeah. Anyway, our next question comes from myself. <laughs> Did you post this in podcast questions? Because I had a question about it. Why is Legion's animation so boring? Can you tell me? It is literally the worst. It is the worst animation they have ever created. It is So what it is, is Legion walks up like any MVP screen operator ever, just normal. And uh, there's just a HUD that displays on your screen. It's like some blue screens and it looks like some like electronic feedback stuff. And like it highlights it's, his armor yeah, for like, a second. It's like the classic futuristic computer interface, yeah, right? Like if is, you watch the latest is, Star Trek, it's like the blue screens that hover uh-huh. and you can whatever. Yep. It's literally something that I have before made in After Effects for a school project. Like <laughs> if I can make it, that should not be the MVP animation. Come on. Yeah, it's it's very lame. He literally doesn't do a single thing. He doesn't thing. do anything. He just walks up and does the classic, like, like walk regular up, sort cool of just guy. like, uh, yeah, just kind of like, like, look at me, stand there and move around a little bit. Yep. But it's, it's that so He lame. should do something with like a goo mine or like, I don't know. And it's such a great skin, which is so annoying. Yes. It is really such a cool skin, which I guess some people don't agree with, but boy, it's a cool skin. And, well, and the goo mine is such like a cool gadget. The freak. And like iconic, I feel like. Someone's name is just goodbye in the discord. <laughs> just goodbye is currently typing right now in podcast questions that's awesome it Whoever is a xbox player kai deg 77 hashtag 1257 i love it that's pretty funny um but yeah like it, the the goo mine is i don't know like you could have done so much with that so much okay uh dilbert ashitaka said i don't think ash needs any buff but wouldn't it be cool if her rpg actually went off after hitting someone with it kind of like a stick your nade in halo i've hit people before with it and it does do some damage but i wish it would then explode and kill them yes it should i don't know why it doesn't yeah so i the only time it does is if you hit them and it bounces off of them and then hits like the floor or something uh-huh. then it will actually activate activate um just goodbye just posted in the podcast questions i'm excited to read that one <laughs> Uh, but it definitely should i think it would be way cool if it like went into them and would like spin into them and explode like yeah yeah, you hit them with a freaking. Totally and like, it's not easy hard, to hit them with. No, yeah, it's a hard thing to do, and it would be so cool. It would be cool. if you can get like the echo, like you just barely see his foot. You can hit him with that thing and just have it drill into his leg. 
I would love to start seeing the highlights of people just like, here's a montage of all my uh, Ash <laughs> breaching charge rounds kills. <laughs> yes, please. I, it might get too OP, though, where like if you do find somebody like in a corner in the objective, you could hit them and just like kill two or three people with it. You know, like, I don't know. It, I, it, I'd like to see it. Yeah. All right. Should we read Jessica Bye's question, even though yeah. we don't know what it says? Yeah, let's go ahead. Just goodbye. <laughs> says, do you guys think the big money boys at Ubi will ever give the devs a better engine to run Siege on if the current <laughs> engine they use is not designed to run a competitive FPS like Siege is cause of all the bugs that reemerge with every new season, drop shutting, becoming, coming back, etc. It be big trash. Um, I mean, yeah, Siege is definitely a different game like we've talked about than what was intended when it released. And we said pretty much this exact thing like two or three episodes ago. Yeah. And so like... It, the, the only way to do this, by the way, is to make a whole new Siege game. Like, you make Siege 2 if you're going to have a whole new engine, right? right? right. You don't try to rebuild the same thing. No, so it's going to feel different. It's, it's no good. Um, so, obviously, they're going to make a new game at that point. But I don't think... It's not It's not big money Ubi boys being like, no, we're not giving you a new engine for the game. It's like, we started building this game on this engine. We're not just going to drop it and be like, well, right. it's not, not what it is, so let's go a different engine. Right. And you, they've made it work for what it's doing. They've, I mean, obviously, there's some bugs, but they've come strides. With what no, the engine yeah, was. It's, I mean, it's a good game. Like, like this all was, things considered, this it's a good game. This was the Assassin's Creed engine, by the way. Is that true? <laughs> yes. You are playing a game on Assassin's Creed engine. Very cool. So think about that if you didn't know. So there's some solid ideas for new operators. Um, but, like, I, I mean, for one thing, you like, you are, you're assuming a lot by saying that, like, all of this game's problems come down to the engine. Mm-hmm. Like, we, I mean, nobody knows that except the developers. Right. Um, and some of them might like that could be true. And, and like, I, I do think like, and I, I kind of said the same thing. I think that, that a lot of it is like trying to bend this engine to do things that it was never designed to do. Mm-hmm. And that's why like, we have like so many weird problems with like the debris and stuff, you know, like, um, like just, just random little things that take forever to fix. Cause like they have to basically like redesign how part of the engine works. Um, so that's why you see that stuff, I think anyway, but like, also, we don't know how much of this just comes down to like their development workflow, or maybe they're not catching some of these things that they're reintroducing, or right. or whatever. Like so, but yeah, it, we're not seeing a new engine until the next game. No, and some of these things just unfortunately should be fixed uh, in test server, right? Like there should be a way to catch these bugs in the test server and fix them before it goes into release. But unfortunately it's just not being found until it goes into the game. And by that yeah. point, especially console players, they don't, it's not like on PC, they can update, they can push an update to you play whenever they want. But right. on console, it's like they get once a week or something that they're allowed to push an update from Sony and Microsoft, something I, like that. I think it's, those restrictions have been toned down a lot over the last okay. few years, but like even still there's like, you have to go through certification and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. like you have to sort of package it nice and clean for, for the consoles to pass it off. Yeah. Which is which is difficult. So it's just, it's a couple of things going into it, but yeah. But one thing I'll say is like apparently they like the engine well enough to make another siege or yeah. Rainbow Six game on it. Yeah. So they're using the same engine as Rainbow Six to create quarantine, right? And whether that's which they're using, they're, I think they're kind of they're recycling a lot of the mechanics of Rainbow Six, which sure. they said they're doing, which obviously smart. Why not? Because it, it the mechanics work okay. Yeah, go right on, cash in right. Like you you've made this huge investment in this game, mm-hmm. like cash in on a little bit more. That's, yeah. I mean, that's why game engines exist, right? You build the engine once Mm -hmm. and then you build five or 10 games on it. Right. Or you're a company like Unreal that creates some engine and a bunch of games use your engine to make 
games with really cool looking graphics. And then you become epic. <laughs> and then you're like yes. ultra rich. Yes. Um the epic thing, by the way. Just like all the hate for the epic store is so stupid. It's funny. But it, it, yeah, it's funny. Okay, that's all of our questions for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you like the podcast. Uh, if you do, we would appreciate a five-star review on the old iTunes. That really helps us out, helps us be discovered. And even yeah. better, share it with your friends. Just, you know, I tweet out the episode every week. Just retweet that, uh, copy the link and post it in your discords. And don't be, like, annoying about it. But, no, you know, just tell your friends. We don't want to bug anyone, but, I mean, this is what's going to happen, guys. We don't want to bug anyone, but just make sure every game in Siege, you type it in chat. Yeah, <laughs> this is. Let me explain. This is what happens. You tell your friends about us. Your friends maybe listen to, I don't know, three seconds of one episode and fall in love with us. Obviously, and so your friends are going to thank you with, I mean, just showers of presents and gifts for sharing something amazing with them. That's exactly how it goes down. Probably. So, uh, you keep know, that when, in you, mind. when you go to see the re-release of uh, Infinity, not Infinity War. What's it called? Endgame. Mm-hmm. that's coming out this like this week or next week or something when you go to see that release just make sure like just before the movie starts you shout out unrenowned podcast yeah uh and then you know maybe like at the quiet moments in the movie just do it again just in case someone <laughs> came in late <laughs> in case someone came in late <laughs> someone's in the bathroom yeah you know like uh, yeah tag it on the bathroom walls in your school like you just, just get a big sign and put it in front of the movie screen yeah we don't want to be annoying about it but you know just make sure everybody knows just make sure everybody's heard exactly words on renowned podcast yeah <laughs> please don't do any of that stuff no but do share it with your friends yes just bye